Shri Guru Vaishnava Guru Parampara Ki Jai Shri Siddhaji Gopal Ki Jai Shri Gita Jayanti Ki Jai Gautre Manandi So good evening We gather on the evening of the Gita Jayanti to discuss the glories of Bhagavad Gita Jayanti means victory course, so the victory of the Gita that is uh, assured at the uh, conclusion of the Gita, Yatra Yogeshwara Krishna, hmm? there it is mentioned, wherever there is Krishna, who is the master of all yoga, is hmm? a book about yoga, ultimately, about bhakti yoga. Hmm. and his name is Yogeshwara hmm. and it is said at the conclusion in the words of Sanjay who begins the text or hearing the text I should say from Dhritarashtra and, and uh, is the medium through which the experience of the Gita, the, the, the Leela of the Gita, the, the um, discourse uh, prefacing the battle, mm. medium through which that's related to Dhritarashtra. So at the end he says, Krishna. that uh, wherever there is Krishna, the master of yoga, then there will be victory, morality, and so forth. So the victory is um, assured. Mm. And um, we should approach the text with this kind of competence. It's talking about a rather small thing in a sense, the covering influence of material nature that has no roots. Hmm? It cannot take root in the soil of the self. That's not possible. Hmm? It can cling to the surface like moss, not a tree, but it can be easily uh, removed. It has no life of its own. It only has as much life as we give it life. Otherwise, it's inanimate, lifeless. It's asit, asat, achit, and nirananda. And we are the exact opposite. Satchit, ananda, and as the Gita advocates, to invite and... Um, to invite, I should say, yes, by our uh, sincerity, the um, through having had the good fortune of Sadhusanga to invite, make open our heart for the ingress of bhakti. I mean, <laughs> this is taking it to another level, of course. As I'm saying, material nature is asat achit nirananda. We are satchitananda. It has only as much life as we give it life. If you want it to happen, it happens. If you don't want it to happen, it doesn't happen. It's all resting on the will of the jiva in one sense, on material conditioning. And if you don't want it to happen, then you take the life out of it. Out of it. And so we have some power in that regard. Of course, Krishna also says, it's my maya, so it's very powerful and it's insurmountable. In another sense, on the basis of your own strength, hmm? 
so in that sense it's a little formidable. But again, it's a fact that it only has as much life as we give it to it. So we can take the life out of it by ceasing from investing ourselves within things, within matter, attaching ourselves and causing the problem. Um, um, uh, to an, to, I want to say to an extent and with the help of bhakti, with the ingress of bhakti, then uh, we are such Ananda bhakti is some bit ladini sandini it has such power, the power to, to overwhelm Krishna, so what to speak of dispel the influence of matter which is lifeless to begin with. It can help us to understand and then act accordingly, understand that matter is only animated as much as we give ourselves to it. So in a sense, it's a small thing, and victory will be assured for those who pursue the course. And with that, some kind of confidence, then we should embrace the text of the Gita. Don't doubt it. So victory, Gita Jayanti. It's the victory, the birth of the Gita and the, and the, and the, the inception of the Gita. Um, from beginning to end, victory is assured. Hmm? I recently spoke at uh, Saragrahi um, during the month of Kartik, as most of you are aware. And um, one of the talks that I gave, gave was to a group of devotees who gathered regularly for, to discuss the Gita. So I suggested that we try to find Radha in the Gita in as much as Kartik, Mas, the month of Kartik, is Radhika's month. Might be a difficult task, one would think. Krishna's on the battlefield of Kurukshetra. Where is Radha? And so forth. But we were able to find, find her there, of course. Uh, to some extent, but um, in the course of the discussion, it came to my mind that while I was thinking of uh, different things were coming to me that as to the significance of the Gita and, uh, in relation to Radha, how we can find her and so forth, and in the month of Kartik, and I, I mused for a moment aloud that when was the Gita spoken? Perhaps it was in Kartik, I, I thought. Afterwards, I thought a little more, and I remembered, oh, yes, it's, it's not in Kartik, it's, it's in Margashirsha. Hmm? Margashirsha is the month that follows the Kartik. It's the month that gives us the basis on which to declare that the preceding month is Radha's month. Hmm? This is the thinking of Sanatana Swami, with a little help from Padma Purana, which speaks about the power of Kartik Mas, hmm? the power that uh, is the power of those kind of things that by um, engaging in relation to a little bit, they reciprocate um, a lot, considerably. So Kartik month is like this, um, very generous. Hmm? But I believe the Sanatana Prabhu is reason that if if if, if Margashirsha, following month, this is the month we are in now, by the ancient Vedic calendar, is the month of Krishna, then 
Krishna is preceded by Radha. We always say Radha Krishna, Radha Govinda, Radha Madan Mohan, Radha Gopinath. Hmm? Of course, I've given an example before. There's one temple where Prabhupada named the deities Kishore Kishori, and when asked about it, he said, oh, save the best for the last. So, uh, so by Radha, we will understand Krishna. Radha is, is the essence of the Srupa Shakti, the, the, the presiding deity of the Srupa Shakti in a larger sense, and, and particularly over the Ladini Shakti and the ingress of Bhakti, or a little of Radha into all of us makes it possible for us to understand Krishna. She is the light that sheds light on the light. Hmm? Himself, luminary, luminous as he is, self-luminous nonetheless, so bright, may be difficult to understand. She sheds light on what he's about. She lights his heart. Hmm? So, we enter this month, Margashisha, this is the month of the speaking of the Gita. Krishna has identified himself with the month, as I say, of months. I am Margashirsha. We're in the month now. The ancient name, the, the modern name is Agbrahayana. It speaks about beginnings. It's a month that is, is thought to be the, uh, the beginning of the, of the year. It's December and, and uh, somewhat into, into January by the lunar uh, consideration. So the ancient name is Margashirsha. Margashirsha is the month of the Mrigashirsha. Mrigashirsha means the 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 constellation that, um, uh, in conjunction with the moon, makes for the beginning of the month of Margashirsha. So Mrigashirsha. Mriga means deer, like deer's head. Mriga Shirsha, deer head. So it's the deer head month, antelope head month. Um, the idea, of course, uh, behind that is worth going into a little bit. Um, but um, the Mriga Shirsha constellation, it's it's constituted of four stars, one bright and three dim, dimmer stars. And from the western, uh, the western, from the western point of view, that uh, Mrigashirsha constellation fits within the the Orion. I think it's called Orion constellation. It must be a Greek name for a larger group of stars that the Mrigashirsha is part of. Hmm? or fits within, upper end of that. And the ancient rishis looked at it, and they saw the deer's head. It's like you see the Big Dipper, and so on and so forth. So the different constellations are named by the rishis according to how they appear visually to them, and also um, more so consideration of other spiritual principles or um, angle of vision, this... Deer's head is some way representative of Brahma hmm? and the Prajapati Brahma. And this constellation is considered the, the, the center, the, the, the spiritual kind of hmm, power point of the Vedic zodiac called Brahma Hrudaya, the heart of Brahma. Hmm? Um, so it's 
spiritual, this heart of Brahma, of course, Tene Brahma, Hridayadikovye. It is said at the onset of the Bhagavatam that into the heart, well, of Adikavi, Brahma was injected, I should say, spiritual Adikavi here meaning Brahma into his heart. The Brahma, the spiritual truth, was injected. So, hmm. Similarly, of course, Krishna is injecting the spiritual truth into the heart of Arjuna in Bhagavad Gita. This is the Guru Parampara. He spoke it in ancient times. He's speaking it again to Arjuna. Evam Parampara Praptam. He says, so it's a, it's a, a good month. Hmm? The Krishna is representative of the month. The word Marga is also a name for uh, Vishnu, which means the path uh, to final emancipation. Hmm? So, uh, the Gita has its beginnings, if you will, eternal as it is, but beginnings under this auspicious, um, stellar arrangement, um, the month of uh, Margashisha, of months, I am this month. So, Good reason. It's a it's a month, or it's it's a it's a constellation, I should say, that in conjunction with the moon forms this beginning of this month. That also represents searching hmm? and uh, spirituality, the the perpetual the search of humanity for meaning and uh, and value. Hmm? So under this auspicious, as I say, stellar configuration. The Gita is spoken, and it's such a beautiful um, book, so full of um, wisdom and insight that sometimes it said, "This book alone you need, huh? and all all spiritual success can come." <clears throat> so, especially during this month, it should be studied. We should have had a Gita seminar for this month. I hadn't thought about it. Hmm? Take the essential verses of the Gita that are cited by the Goswamis and Krishna's Kaviraj and come up with the Chaitanya Gita, the Gaudiya Gita. But um, in a in a in a uh, um, but proceeding anyway tonight with the, some discussion of the the origins of the Gita, under what influence and so forth, because we know the context of the Leela, and um, it's brought out in the Bhishma Parva of the Mahabharata. Gita is one chapter of the Mahabharata, which is a very thrilling um, tale, if you will. Um, uh, they're quite uh, large and uh, full of Romance and intrigue, political tree intrigue, and very captivating. Full of the things that human beings are drawn to naturally. Hmm? And uh, the, the speaking of the Gita comes in the Bhishma Parva, which is at a point where the audience is the, the author Piyas has the audience really on the edge of their seat because this has been building up for something. The characters have all been fully developed at this point. You've identified with some and you don't like others and you're really emotionally involved. And this great struggle hmm, and injustice really is taking place. And there was a considerable effort to 
mitigate and and um, how you say um, forego military action by way of diplomacy, yeah, diplomatic discourse, and so forth. Quite a bit of that, and uh, all uh, military option always remains on the table, as they say, in, uh, sometimes today, but we try at all costs to uh, avoid it, and, and um, that was um, uh, played out, and... Uh, so it was inevitable now. It had to happen. So the build-up to this is considerable. And as I say, all the players have been developed. So you're really emotionally involved in it. And and then the Gita. Hmm? So everybody's really on the edge of their seat. And, and, and Arjuna's going to talk to Krishna before the battle. It's about to start, and he has to inspire him. So the author has very um, beautifully placed the Gita if you go just from a, talking about from a literary point of view, within the Mahabharata, in the perfect place where everyone's already paying attention and something is going to be spoken that's very worthy of paying attention to. Hmm? Mostly the Mahabharata is dealing with Dharma, moral principles and so forth, a good guiding light for a proper and religious human life. Hmm? But a proper religion and, and, and uh, righteous uh, religious human life is, um, from the absolute perspective, not of much value. Hmm? Dharma is only as valuable as it pleases Bhagawan and brings us in his direction. And um, so the Gita takes it to another level, of course. And immediately in the Gita, we find a dismissal of Arjuna's arguments on the basis of Dharma. Hmm? Although Krishna does, in a backhanded way, come in the second chapter and answer them, just dis- dismiss them, um, and then briefly and carry on with uh, the essential message of the Gita, which transcends uh, Dharma. It transcends the inquiry into Dharma by way of suggesting inquiry into Brahman. Not how to live a human religious life, but how to live a spiritual life. Hmm? So it's very radical. Hmm? And this, as I say, in the midst of everything that humans are wrapped up on and so forth, and he wants to say, it's all a waste of time. Hmm? Um, and as learned as you may be in that field, as Arjuna was and showed himself to be, Krishna dismissed it and called him a fool. Hmm? He said, you're speaking like a pundit, but you're not a pundit at all. You don't know anything. If you don't know the self, the atma, you know nothing. Hmm? So, very artfully um, done and um, placed in the Bhishma Parva. Hmm? Of course, it's a historical narration of the Leela. Um, I'm just speaking about it a little bit from a literary point of view, but it falls in place like this um, um, naturally. And... Um, and it's a, and again, it's a it's a it's a good place for the Gita because the Bhishma Parva, within the context of the Mahabharata, rises up above the ordinary discourse 
of the of the Mahabharata to a very high level. Hmm? Um, as I said, mostly it deals with moral principles and religious life and and so forth. And in the Bhishma Parva, what's it all about? Ultimately, the heart of the Bhishma Parva. You know, Bhishma, of course, is the grandsire of uh, Arjuna and the Pandavas, raised them in the absence of their their father, and uh, who finds himself on the other side, the opposing side to the Pandavas. And this, in consideration of various things within the, the, the social and religious fabric fabric of the of the society um, and the whole dharma of, 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 of the chatriyas, the warriors, administrators and so forth. So he, whatever, at any rate, he finds himself on the other side fighting hmm, dutifully and um, which tells us in itself that there's more to this than the battle. Hmm. There's much more than, than, than the battle. Bhishma is a great devotee. He's on the other side. Um, but he, of course, um, being a great devotee of Krishna, he wants to see the affection of Krishna for his devotees. So this is not only going above Dharma Jignasa, this is going above Brahma Jignasa and above Rasa Jignasa. This is the context, again, in which the Gita appears. Bhishma knows that Krishna took a vow not to um, take up any weapon. Hmm? It was both Arjuna and Duryodhan who went to meet Krishna, uh, perhaps in Dwaraka, and asked that he fight on their side hmm? in the war, if the war was to, to happen. And Arjuna got there first and sat at Krishna's feet. Krishna was sleeping. Duryodhan came in second and was a little disturbed that Arjuna was there first. But he sat by Krishna's head thinking, well, he's going to wake up and I'll be there. He'll see me first. And so my request, being the first request, will be honored. Hmm? And, of course, Krishna woke up but looked at his feet first. And there he saw Arjuna. And Arjuna was able to ask the question that will you, if it comes to blows, will you fight on my side? Hmm? And so Duryodhana, he was also a follower of the Dharma in the Varnashram sense and a devotee of Vishnu thereby. Hmm? But um, or maybe it was Duryodhana who came first and sat by the head of Krishna. And Arjuna came second and sat by the feet. Anyway, something like that. But at any rate, uh, when both had the same question, then Krishna satisfied them both and showed both temperaments. He said, all right, what I will do is I will give my army to Duryodhana and I myself will fight Arjuna, but I will only drive the chariot. I won't fight. So both parties were completely satisfied given their different dispositions. Hmm? Arjuna, thinking, if I have Krishna, then my life is successful, even if we lose the war. <laughs> it makes no difference if Krishna's with me. Hmm? And, of course, he couldn't fight against Krishna. But um, 
And Duryodhan, by contrast, is thinking, great, I've got the armies, and he won't even lift a weapon. I'll certainly be victorious. And so Krishna had made a vow not to lift, his, uh, take any weapons in his own hand. He was just the Parthasarati, the, the chariot driver of Arjuna. It's a lowly kind of a position um, in such a, uh, a battle. And so Bhishma is fighting with Arjuna, and he wants to fight so furiously that uh, Arjuna's demise is inevitable and it becomes apparent. Hmm? Uh, he has no desire to kill Arjuna, but he wants to uh, fight with him in such a way that it's obvious that he will perish and then knowing Krishna's nature and wanting to experience it firsthand and showcase it for the world, hmm? he, 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 he wants to do this so that Krishna will rise up and break his promise. Hmm? And so he more or less says, unless Krishna gets involved, Arjuna is going to go down. Hmm? He, he, won't, he won't last. Hmm? I suppose it went on for days and so forth, and uh, this was the final day, and and Arjun's chariot was broken, the wheel broke off, and there he was. He was about to be slain, and sure enough, Krishna jumped from the chariot and picked up the broken wheel, hmm, and kind of like wielding it around, so to speak, like his chakra, hmm, came to um, defeat Bhishma, hmm? who had achieved his purpose and defeated Krishna, so to speak. <laughs> he made Krishna break his promise. Hmm? Now, Krishna is the supreme, absolute truth. You'd think he would not break his promise. Hmm? Um, in the Gita, Krishna gives a promise to Arjuna, and there is reason, we could say, that Arjuna might be hesitant to believe Krishna's promise because he's known for breaking his word. Hmm? For you, I make no profit. This is the, this is the, uh, the lie of the merchants. Hmm? And Krishna, of course, is a, is a Vaishya with a little bit of Brahman influence in him. So in Mathura, you know, you, you can't trust anybody. <laughs> uh, and it's true also. Hmm? That a spiritual people you cannot you cannot trust. Hmm? <laughs> they will definitely cheat you hmm? um, out of your material life, and, and, and that is that is good. Hmm? But they are above the good and bad of this world. Is the point. Hmm? So anyway, it was cause for Arjuna to have a little hesitancy, but the point, of course, is yes, Krishna is known to break his promise, but not to his devotees. He won't break his promise. Hmm. For them, he will. If he says, I'll be there, he'll be there. Hmm. So, um, of course, I mean, spiritual people aren't truthful and they're very tricky and tell us one thing or another but to, to get us to do the right thing in our interest. But, but if Krishna makes a promise to his devotee, that, he can, that will be reliable. Hmm? Krishna's Arjuna sensed this in the beginning 
when he said, Senayor Bayor Madhye Pratamstap Ayame Achuta. The word Achuta means he's, he can be relied upon, he's infallible. Hmm? This is the beginning of the Gita. In the end of the Gita, Krishna makes a similar. Um, uh, in the beginning of the Gita, I should say, Krishna shows himself to be vulnerable to the love of his devotee. In the end, he makes him says the same thing. Well, he's asking Arjuna once and for all with finality to take up his order. He's really carefully understood, even more so than what he says in the ninth chapter that he more or less repeats in the 18th chapter. He's pleading with Arjuna, please do it. Do as I say. He has so much affection. He's, he's really controlled by the love of his devotee. This is the beginning and the end of the Gita. He's controlled. He's the chariot driver in the beginning. He's doing the bidding of Arjuna. In the end, he's, he's really begging, begging the devotees, I love you, Arjuna. Please, do as I say. Trust me. And, of course, Arjuna takes it up. But this spirit that Krishna is subordinate to the love of his devotees is the very thing that Arjuna, that, that Bhishma Dev is bringing out in the Bhishma Parva, where the Gita is found within the Mahabharata, and by way, as I say, of making such a um, powerful affront on Arjuna that Arjuna would perish unless Krishna broke his promise to Duryodhan and showed his bias for his devotees that Krishna is biased to his devotees. This is the real message of the Gita. Hmm? That he's controlled by love. He's conquered by bhakti. This is where we come to Radha. Hmm? There's bhakti, as I said, uh, uh, there's a little of Radha in every devotee. Hmm? This is Ladini Shakti. This is, this is Bhakti Devi. Hmm? Radha is the full face of, of love of Krishna. Mahabhava Swarupini. Hmm? So that Krishna is, is conquered by love, by bhakti. This is the full idea of the Gita. And this comes out in the Bhishma Parva, in the Mahabharata also. So in the context of the Gita, we find not only in the Bhishma Parva, not only we're transcending the inquiry into Dharma, we're transcending the inquiry into Brahman, we're at the, we're inquiry into what is the nature of rasa. Hmm? Brahman is ultimately rasa, rasa that is a very extraordinary idea of Brahma, where Brahman, as I said, often is moving and dancing, that which is everywhere, we can't move, is moving and dancing as rasa. A very super dynamic idea of the absolute we call Param Brahma, really. Hmm? So, this we find in, in, in Mahabharata and the Bhishma Parva and Arjuna, Krishna raises the, the, the wheel, he comes to um, destroy Bhishma and Bhishma stops. So this is all I wanted to see. Hmm? And let the whole world can see this. That What is your position? Hmm? That you are controlled by your devotees. You will lie, cheat, and steal for them. Hmm? <laughs> you will break your promise. You will do anything to satisfy your devotees. This is your... This is, this is who you really are. Hmm? There's... Uh, this position of Krishna, this quality of Krishna, I should say, bhakta Batsal, hmm, is the primary quality of all the qualities of Krishna. Hmm? His affection for his devotees, and that reaches the point of being overwhelmed by them, being controlled by their love, 
He is. The very form of Krishna is the embodiment of that. Hmm? Of Brahman controlled by their love. Taking the f- they have a love. They want to love him as a child. He has to take the form of a child. They want to love him as a friend. He has to take the form of a friend. These two things, of course, as we say, correspond. This is the Chinti Veda Veda. The love of Krishna and Krishna correspond. Hmm? Which comes first? Krishna or love of Krishna? Um, the co co eternal. Hmm? You can't talk about it. There's Krishna, he becomes Radha, Radha Krishna becomes Mahaprabhu. These are all, of course, there's no beginning to any of this. So, as we often say, well, who created the world? Krishna. Who created Krishna? Radha. Who created Radha? Krishna. Hmm? So, it means love of Krishna and Krishna are one and different at the same time. We're talking about the oneness. So when love of Krishna comes in the heart of a devotee because they had good, good association with another devotee who loved Krishna, hmm? then that, according to that love, Krishna takes a shape. Hmm? He appears in a way that corresponds. Hmm? So, so when Krishna takes the wheel... Bhishma is satisfied. This is his quality. He's biased towards his devotee. He's he's purchased by them. He's controlled by their love. This in Vedanta Sutra, this quality of Krishna, Bhaktavatsalya, hmm, is um, showcased uh, in the section where it is asked that uh, whether or not God is biased, because it appears that God is biased in as much as some people are born poor. And some people are born, as they say, with a silver spoon in their mouth. So the inequalities in the world seem to indicate that if God is the source of the world, God is biased. And of course the sutras answer, no, it's because of karma hmm, that there are inequalities. And when the poor, well, the next doubt comes, the question comes, um, but then that may be, but what about at the beginning of karma? Hmm? When the karma started, he must have started some in, 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 in unequally. And of course, the now famous answer is no, because of anadi. Hmm? Because there's no beginning to the karma. Hmm? So that completes the adhikaran, the section. Hmm? It begins with I believe it begins, that God is, the world comes from the joy of God. Lokavat, Lila Kaivalyam. So the world is, in other words, there's no, God does not have to do anything, but just out of joy, He makes the world. He desires to become many, and so forth. And then the question comes, yeah, well, he did, but there's a problem with the world. There's inequalities, so he must be biased. No, he's not biased. It's karma. This is the principle of justice and how we interact with the world. The world responds, and God's not getting in the way of that, hmm? for the most part. Sometimes he overrides, he's merciful, but there must be justice if there's to be mercy. And with regard to karma, there's no beginning, and that's just the way it is. Some things will never end. It's a song. Uh, and some things have no beginning. <laughs> so, 
Then, the following sutra takes up another topic that's similar, but slightly different. What is that? But we see partiality in in God in relation to his devotees. Therefore, he must be partial. It's actually a different topic. The topic's been closed, but it's a related topic. Hmm? The partiality towards his devotees. And, of course, the answer comes, the Siddhanta comes, that's another thing. Hmm? That is that is not a, a dosha, a fault. That is a bhushana. Hmm? And Baladev, in his Gubindabhasha commentary, Sri Baladev says, and this is the quality of Krishna without which there would be no devotees. If he was not affectionate to his devotees, then there would be no devotees. So, this is his main, his, his, his principal quality, as much as, as you can't have Krishna without devotees of Krishna. You can't have devotees without this quality of Krishna. This is the quality that, uh, that, that Bhishma wanted to bring out. Hmm? How he's the measure, the extent to which and this is considerable. This is played out in the middle of the, you know, the whole battlefield, hmm? in such a big way. Arjun Krishna loses it. Hmm? His promise and so forth. He's the objective, you know, chariot driver, <laughs> not getting involved, giving advice. Hmm? Of course, he, 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 several times we see him pushing the edges of that, you know. Not getting involved, and he's supposed to be objective. I'll just drive the chariot. Arjun will tell me where to go. Turn here, turn there. I'll just drive it. Duryodhana's thinking, yeah, that's nothing. Okay, <laughs> you're not going to be involved. Hmm? So this is dramatic, and the measure, the extent to which he he changes his position, and Bhishma's just loving it. Hmm? He's just loving it. This he says, my life is perfect now. I've shown the whole world. What is your position? You're affectionate to your devotee. You're biased towards your devotee. Bhakti is a bias. And if we study love, we'll see that love is a bias. It's a problem in this world. And we think, well, can we move away from the bias of provincial love and go to universal love, compassion for all beings and so forth? Then we have to, of course, pass through that to come to this kind of spiritual bias bias for Ram, or bias for Krishna, or bias for for um, Sakiras, or Maduras, Vatsalyaras, and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. But this is this is a beautiful kind of bias that the Kumaras, when they went to Vaikuntha, the gates of the, they didn't have any experience of. They were completely uh, samadarshina, mm-hmm. of equal vision. Samadarshina is taught in the Gita, Pandita Samadarshina. Mm-hmm. But the devotees, they don't have equal vision. <laughs> they have unequal vision. They, they're, they have beyond equal vision. They have equal vision as much as that is appropriate and necessary, and then they have another vision. They like devotees. They're affectionate towards devotees. This is a very special kind of Vedanta, because in Vedanta, in Gaudi Vedanta, you can, you can have friends. In Advaita Vedanta, you can't have any friends. <laughs> it's not possible. So as our relationship, for example, with one another, is, it becomes based on bhakti, on serving Guru and Krishna, and affectionate feelings for one another have their, have their place. We find such affection in Chaitanya Lila amongst the devotees um, for one another. 
This is all suhidrati, all a big part of of, uh, of bhakti rasa for for Krishna. So it's a very you see it's supra transcendental. It's beyond the equality hmm? and, and the objectivity, which is very much part of the spiritual practice and so forth. Hmm? Transcending the differences, apparent differences, perceived differences, manufactured differences in the factory of the mind, hmm? uh, fueled by, uh, informed by the senses that create these differences, goods and bads. In time, you'll have differences that are actually spiritual. Hmm? They are, that are coming out of, arising out of your spiritual reality. Hmm? That's a beautiful thing that, that, that to think about because here we have desires in relation to matter and we're and that's what's as I began turning on the world and making it alive and causing a problem for us and so to become desireless as the Buddha said this puts out the fire of material existence it takes the life out of the sense objects if you don't have desires in relation they have no they have no influence on you they have no life. The only reason they have attraction power is because there's something in your heart, hmm? desire. So hmm? you take that out of the heart. You do the heart surgery. You take your heart out. Hmm? It's kind of like Buddha's idea: just get rid of the heart, and it's the end of the problem. We go are going. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Can't we do surgery or, or something? And, you know, can it be? Can it be saved? Can't the heart be resuscitated and have a life? You know. Uh, uh, of, it, of, it, of its own, that which is healthy and happy. Hmm? So, um, so to take out the heart altogether, this is this is Ganmarg, this is uh, Buddhist Buddha Dharma, and so forth. Although they talk about compassion and so forth, really, really end up there's nobody to love. That's the teaching. <laughs> there's only one, or there's no one. Hmm? <laughs> your, your, your choice. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, you know, the material nature uh, is 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 one thing. We say it inhibits our our free will in relation to it. When we when we act with attachment, it promotes a certain type of re- repetition. Hmm? Habits formed in youth are difficult to overcome. So, anadi karma. It's habit forming, and in that sense, as the habits are formed, then the ability of, because of our identification with matter, the ability of our self, our atma, a unit of will, to make free choices is inhibited because we've, we're making choices in relation to matter, and then those matter is influencing, by that point, we've turned it on so much, it's influencing our choices. So we're almost forced by matter to choose the same thing again and again. It's, it's very limited will, we become more like matter the more we animate it and identify with it. The other side, of course, is this is Tatastajeev, hmm, that it can function on both sides. Hmm? And so, by the influence of bhakti, the essence of the sarup shakti, we come out from that influence, and what we find? We find there's desires. These cowards, they're not automatons. Hmm? They have desires. You study the Leela, they have it, it, some like, I say, some like bananas, some like coconuts. 
you know. Hmm? Mongo wants, you know, sweets and uh, maybe not something else. He likes everything, but uh, they have the desire. So they, they're full people. Hmm? You understand? They have full lives and desires. And what that is, for example, is, is we're speaking about for a moment the cowards. This is sakirasa. Sakirasa means that friendly love for Krishna. So friendly love for Krishna means you become the friend of Krishna. And he loves everything about his friends. That's what happens. That's why you have a friend. Because you like everything about them. <laughs> you like the things about them. And the more you like what they do and what they're like, the more you like them. Hmm? So we love our friends because of the way they are. Hmm? You understand? So they have desires. In other words, the sarup shakti, in contrast to maya shakti, is facilitating desires that are healthy and happy, hmm? that are pleasing to Krishna. They invent something to do, and Krishna likes the idea. Hmm? They're full participants in the leela. This is the case with all the rasas, of course. It's a whole world. Hmm? And they have, <laughs> they have desire. With bhava, you can desire whatever you want. But, of course, you will be desiring within the context of what are the parameters of the sarup shakti, which is the divine shakti that's fulfilling all the desires of Krishna. Hmm? So it's like Krishna's daydream. He's dreaming something, I want something, and it happens. You're living in the context of that, and within the context of that, which you're under the influence of, you have desires, and those desires fit within that. And so um, it's a whole world of, of feelings, emotions, and and so it's quite the antithesis, if you will, of, of the desireless idea of the zero, of, of Gyanmarg, of or the Buddhist Buddhist path, very similar in appearance. And this is to test it. It can live on one side or the other. The appearance is very similar. Hmm? But the two shaktis really are doing two different things. One is taking your will away. The other is facilitating it. Within, of course, the will of God. So there's will within the, uh, you want to say, the determinism. God, God determines something and it happens. Hmm? Hmm. So his world hmm, is all moving under Bob. When you come under the Bob, then you, then this is what you, in a particular way, you attain Bob, you can have whatever you want. But you will only want things hmm, in the context of being the friend of Krishna, being the lover of Krishna by that influence. So there's variety within that. It's a very beautiful idea. Hmm? So the whole, the heart is saved. Buddha wants to, you know, take it out. Hmm? Hmm. I don't know. Shankar, I guess, what does he want to do? He just wants it to just beat in one way or something like that. Just, you know, somebody there, just no excitement. <laughs> it's the same beat. Om, om, om. Hmm? <laughs> yeah. Too many beats, problem, problem. Don't get excited. <laughs> Just one beat, boom, boom, same pace. He wants to give it a pacemaker, something like that. Keep it at a regulated pace. But Mahabrabhu says, let it go. Let it beat. Let it, let it go from soft to strong, fast to... And the rasa is full of this. It's going at a fast pace and excitement and then 
slowing down and there's union and separation and all the variety of material life and uh, and far more because of all the the possibilities that are not possibilities in material life. They're only ideals. Hmm? Uh, was uh, was one amongst a couple of people who sent... Who, he had it on his page, or it came on, on my page on Facebook when I looked at it, of this movie of a lady giving a talk. And she um, she's a gamer. She makes computer games, I guess. As a, you know, as a profession. And um, she was talking about her own life and some problems that she had in her life and so forth. Um, depression and um, as a result of a head injury and, and so forth. And how she got out of it by creating a game. And, um, and, and so she was speaking about the virtues of play. And she was mentioning how in her industry, um, in response to her industry, people will often think, oh, you know, don't waste your time with games, you know. Um, and she was talking about games in relation to death and how you would think that some people would say, you know, let's, why should we talk about games at the time of death? That's the last time we want to talk about games. That's something you've got to get serious but she cited the, the five most repeated things that people dying say, and they were all related to, like, wish I hadn't worked so hard, you know, wish I had done more what I wanted to do. Hmm? Hmm? It could have been myself. I could have, you know... And, and, and there's things that you want to do, that you want to be, that you can't be, that you can be when you play. Hmm? So she was speaking about the virtues of play, and she was giving the science of it, and so forth, and how... And it was, it was complex, but how by playing, hmm, so to speak, you would actually extend your life. Hmm? So it was, it was very nice because it was, it was, it was underpinning really the, the very kind of some basic ideas, without her knowing it. But to me, when I listened to it, of, of Leela, hmm, the idea that play is more, not less. Hmm? This is what it comes to, Krishna Leela. Play, the play is more. Hmm? More than the omniscient God, all-knowing, is the playful God who doesn't know. Hmm? And we can, be mo- we can be more, if you will, than what we are by playing. Hmm? By entering the Leela, we can be more than what we are. Hmm? You, in, in practically speaking, in material life, of course, there's things you want to do, that you, as I said earlier, that you can't do. You want to do them, but you can't. In Krishna Leela, they can be done. Hmm? Most of them. <laughs> yeah, it's a land where Prabhupada used to say the impossible is not found in the dictionary. Hmm? So the Gita is, of course, pointing to this world. It's giving the, the, the spiritual intelligence, hmm? the guiding light and focus that we may enter into that world. Prabhupada referred to it as the civilization of the intelligence, spiritual intelligence, and the Bhagavatam is the civilization of the soul itself. You've got to be a little wise to um, understand these things, and if you do, then you should do them, then you should, you should play, if you will. And it's wise play, so what it means to do that is, is you've got to be serious about playing, something like that. 
and, uh, and and know that material life is is, is not play. That is it. that is padam padam nivipadam natisham. That is danger at every step. There are many a slip between the cup and the lip. It's an old British saying, apparently. Hmm? <laughs> 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 yeah. In other words, it's a short distance between the cup and the lip, but there could be a slip. Hmm? Such is the world. There's danger at every step. Hmm? And in Krishna Leela and in, in, in Bhakti Sadhana, there is no danger at any step of the way. Hmm? There's no danger at any step of the way. That's the teaching. Therefore, it's said, by eating and sleeping, you can chant the name. You can run as if blindfolded and chant the name. Hmm? And and be um, successful. So, Jayanti, you'll be victorious. <laughs> Without a doubt. This is the message of the Gita, and of course in the Gita this chanting is recommended. Satatam hmm? So This is the characteristic of the devotees. They are always doing kirtan about me. Hmm? Absorbed in me, always chanting about me, always speaking about me. Hmm? Uh, Uttama Shloka Vartha The world, the sun is rising and setting and killing everyone except for those. Uttama Shloka Vartaya. Always talking about Krishna. So this will uh, enable us to enter into the world, the civilization of the self, the, the world of the soul. Hmm? Mahabharu said, Shrotam Api Upanishadam. The sounds of the Upanishads unto themselves. Tattvamasi, Ahambramasmi, Neti Neti. These are far from where you can end up through the vehicle of Karikata. There, he says, all these Astasatvikapika transformations will come about. Amal Hadinam Omiyabilas. Amal Hadinam Omiyabilas. This is our path. We are sing our way hmm? back to God. The Gita is, of course, the song, the song of God. <laughs> so we stop there. Gita Jayanti ki Jai. Simad Bhagavad Gita ki Jai. Sri Sri Dauji Gopal ki Jai. As he is Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada ki Jai. Bhaktiraksha ki Jai. Deva Goswami Maharaj ki Jai. Bhaktisiddhanta Sarasri Thakur Prabhupada ki Jai. Bhaktivinoda Paribhar ki Jai. Gaur Bhaktivinda ki Jai. Gaur Premanandi. Riva, Pancha Kalpa Tarigas Cha, Kripa Sindhu Riva Cha.